how do people approach you and what do they say to you when they find out? They had like group chats about me. One of them subscribed and screenshot everything and sent it around to all the school dads. Yeah. um, People contacted my parents. Um, I had somebody write slut on a brick and throw it into my yard. It got really, really scary. The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square. Push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon. Tolerate diversity of thought. Control their childlike emotional impulses. Stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. You're very, very special people. You were here long before any of us were here. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. (laughs) But you know what? I like you. Because you are special. You are special people. You are really incredible people. And I have to, from the Look heart, at their faces. from the Look absolute at the Stephen heart, guy. we appreciate Stephen what Hawking. you've done, how you've done it, the bravery that you displayed, and the love that you have for your country. Tom, I would say that's that as, so old. He looks as like good a as it gets, wouldn't you say? <laughs> like his skin, he hit, he hit chicken level. You know when old chicken people, they just kind of like shrivel yeah. up and then they, they shrivel up and they become little chickens. <laughs> <laughs> what came first, chicken or old man? Okay, so... <laughs> this is Unmentionable Podcast. I'm Jordan Power. New episodes every Friday. This is Shivam. Let's go. So I've been saying that because Hollywood has deprived me of entertainment, funny entertainment, I've had to watch Trump clips to laugh. <laughs> because, you know, there's just something about him. Sometimes I'm laughing at him. Sometimes I'm laughing with him. This is another clip I found of Trump in India. And I started watching it and I ha- honestly have not laughed that hard. I don't know what it is. I laughed so hard when I, I don't know if I will now because I've watched it so many times, like literally like 12 times. <laughs> and is Trump uh, speaking Hindi? Ami vive kamunnand. Suchin tendolkar tuvirot koli. My Who's that? Who's that man? What is? What is? Who bleached his skin? <laughs> does he have a That's skin dis- disease? <laughs> no, he's the prime minister of India. Okay, but why is his skin so white? Because he's from North India. People in North India are like more white, like fair. He looked really white, like skin bleach white, like Ki- little Kim. It looked unnatural. It's all the fucking taxes going into fucking his plastic surgery and shit. That's a nice message to send to your people. You don't want to look like that. You'll look poor and like you're powerless. You want to be li- like, that's what they do. Like when I was in Thailand, I tried to find a moisturizer that didn't have skin bleaching in it. Oh, yeah. It was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the whole like so- southern hemisphere, not hemisphere, like southern like countries and stuff, like yeah, South Asia and stuff. 
But he well, wasn't he's speaking in Hindi just so you know. He was just saying three different names. What did he say? So the first name he said was Swami Vivekanand, but he said Vokumunund. Like he got trolled. And then he goes, Whoa. Bro, he got so much trolled for that. And then he said Sachin Tendulkar, who's like the biggest like cricket player of the world. Like he's like the number one in the world. And he retired like 10 years ago and he's still the number one. So what he said his name, why? Because he was like talking like how like these guys inspire you. And, oh, like, that was like his. This old is speech. exactly how I saw the end of the world going. By the way, the <laughs> things that I keep seeing over and over. Like, why do people? I don't understand why people like get excited for politicians. Like, <laughs> I know it's so strange it's like to me. Like, fan to f- like file into some arena, holding some sign because that's like the purpose in your life, and they're just fucking you over the whole time. I know, and you're just like a, you're in a cult. Like, you're in a cult. Like, I understand if people say to me like, "Oh, Trump's funny," I'm like, "Oh, he's so funny." Like, whenever I meet people that like think Trump's a good idea yeah. long term. I kind of laugh because to me, I just said, wow, you're really just letting it loose, eh? Just <laughs> total reckless abandon. And that's fine. But, like, I also will never pretend he's not funny. Like, I, he's just Definitely. so, he's comedically, he, he's a total performer. Yeah. He's like an actual, there's something about every time you see a clip of him, you can't look away. What is it? It's like his body language too, modulation. Bro, he was a good businessman. That's know, how he made just, like his clients and shit. It's just fascinating to me. Anyway, coming up on the show is Lucy Banks, a single mother of two, maybe three. Maybe I don't remember what I read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has multiple children. Okay, <laughs> More than one. <laughs> she uh, is doing OnlyFans. She's, uh, first of all, she's in the, her 30s, so like me. You know, we're wrapping it up. We're the mature <laughs> category. <laughs> and she's making 60000 a month. For real? Yeah, 60000 a month. Shit. Now, that might be the number that she leaked to the tabloids, you know? Yeah. Could be less. It's, I would do the same thing. I'm just saying, good for her. <laughs> so she's coming up on the show uh, in a few minutes. But I did see one thing this week. <sighs> okay. So I was walking, I posted this on my Instagram, so some of you would have saw it, but I came out of my building, I'm walking to the gym, and there's a woman standing there, she's, I thought she was like a homeless person, okay, but she was dressed really nice for a homeless person, I was like, oh, well she looks put together, and then I realized she's holding a sign, and the sign, it's just like a stick, and on the top it says bell. And for any of you that aren't Canadian, Bell is one of the telecom providers in Canada. And I guess because Rogers fucked up and there was a national outage, maybe they just said, you know, let's get it on the street. There's going to be a lot of pissed off people and maybe we can switch them over to Bell, which is is equally as awful. (laughs) So there's like an illusion of choice. But anyway, so she's she's walking. She's like holding the sign up. I thought she was like, like I looked, I'm like, is she like picketing? And I walked up to her and she's. Ha- she's selling people wireless internet. Like normally, when they do that, it's like in the mall. They have a booth now, but yeah. I guess like the recessions here, so Bell's sales budget, you know, for is probably down. <laughs> so they just grabbed a bunch of people and like sent them out on the streets with, like she didn't even have a clipboard. That was it. Like a like, like she a- just wanted to have a conversation with you, like in the middle of the street, like. I don't always sign up for three-year contracts, but when I do, I buy them from a woman on the street. Like, fuck off. 
three years is a long time. It's more than almost any rela- except one relationship. Like, so you're like start a relationship with this woman on the street, and uh, so I said I put on my Instagram. I said uh, I think the recession's here. This. Bell's new strategy is panhandler adjacent. And then uh, I, because I knew some people would be too stupid and fall for this. Then I put, wow, I just found out this woman is actually on the board of directors or chair of the board of directors for Bell. Not good. And then, of course, someone replied, really? Like, actually, so I was like, I knew that was going to go. Like, thank you for understanding comedy. <laughs> like, the woman on the, like, making what, two, three million a year is out there? Really? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Man, the kind of people we see in Toronto. It's getting weirder. So much. I also, like, I told Shivy, there's just a lot of weird shit going on lately. Like, just. I don't know. You guys probably feel it too. Besides, I say it on the show every week. And it's like you know confirmation bias, but just weird stuff going on. Okay, where I just it's like there's not enough oxygen in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I was reading this article today, popped up on my Reddit. It was like talking about how we're running out of plankton in the ocean, and like I don't know. Like I don't even want to say the number because some people won't be able to sleep. But it was it was pretty soon. And it uh, generates 50% of the world's oxygen. Yes. Right? So that was part of me going like, hmm. Like, is there less oxygen in the air and people are appearing to be more stupid? Right? So this woman's in the elevator and she's like on her cell phone. (laughs) People are so embarrassing. She's on her phone and she's going like, I'm okay. I'm getting in the elevator. You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting on the elevator. Um. It might cut out. And I'm in my head, I'm like, bitch, it always cuts out. When does it not cut out? This is what you do. You do it a couple times in the elevator and you try to you try to think you're going to be the one person it doesn't cut out for. And it cuts out for everybody. And then after three times, you go like, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Okay. So normal people when they get in the elevator are like, I'll call you back. Yeah. It's going to cut out. I'll call you back. Right. She's going She's trying, and it's, like, slowly cutting. Like, it's, like, a slow death, and it's, like, she doesn't want them to die. It's, like, she's talking to fucking her fiancés at the towers of 9-11, and they're burning. Like, she didn't want the call. She didn't want the call to end. And I think it was, like, her mom or something, and she's, like, okay, it might cut out. And I'm, like, oh, my God, just stop. Yeah, so, anyways, uh, hello? Oh, did you get that one? Did you get that one? And I'm, like, bitch, what do you need, two more seconds of conversation before it cuts out? Uh, uh, oh, you're back. You're back. And I'm like, damn it. And then I, and then I wanted to cut out because I want to win. Because I'm like, screw you. And, she's like, uh, 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 uh. and I just truly wanted to scream. It always cuts out. It all, like, I'm so angry. I'm like, it always cuts out. Everyone knows it cuts out. It's just something you learn when you're a child. And then you just don't talk on the cell phone in the elevator. Like, how are you 40 and don't know this? How? Like, how I, I don't I, I'm like how Did she just get a cell phone It's like god this was like the same day that I saw the you know vagrant on the street trying to sell me a router <laughs> I was just like from that to that and I'm going like Ugh. and then if you're watching this video on uh, maybe Patreon. we threw it on Spotify but it might it's probably on Patreon I have a, a like a 
I had a mutant cyst that grew in my eyebrow, like to the size of like almost a marble. And so uh, I debated doing like a little, you know, do it yourself surgery. But I thought that could that could end ba- badly. Oh, fuck, do it yourself surgery on your eyebrow. Not like. <laughs> How would you have done it? Like, what what was your plan? Of what action? if it in like forty years would would shit's fucking going crazy? <laughs> I'm being generous with the forty. Uh, when shit's going crazy and like we have to all do surgeries oh, on each other. Yeah. Like maybe I'll get good at doing. Uh, what was your plan of action with the eyebrow? Surgery? Oh, I was gonna just pierce it with a needle, but you have to ask for needles at shoppers. Yeah. And she's like, then you like think everyone thinks you're a junkie. <laughs> Cause I like, asked one time and the girl was, I was like, can I get like a needle? And the girls give me a look like, cause they sell them to you for like, if you have ins- need insulin or whatever. But yeah. the point was, what about in 40 years? Like, what if we have to do surgeries cause shit's gone down with the healthcare system? What if oh, I become, yeah. I, I train in something good. So like someone has like a, I don't know, liver cancer. And they're like, Oh, Jordan's like really good at liver cancer surgeries. <laughs> And that's like my thing. Shivy will be doing this. He'll be doing the cyst. Eyebrow surgeries. Yeah. Which is so I went to this man and it was seven hundred dollars to for him to dig it out and stitch it up. My eyes like kind of swollen right now too, but um probably took him seven minutes. And then I asked him to take off this mole on my neck, which I don't like. And he's like, oh, that'll be another $300. And I was like, well, I'm already here. It was like, he made like a grand in less than 10 minutes. It was the fuck? so fat. Private healthcare. It was so fast. He just was like, just takes it off. And even the stitches, like when he was stitching you, it took him like a minute to stitch you. That's it? Yeah, because you're just looping around like one, two, three, cut, cut, cut. It's super quick. What do you think about someone like that who's, he's probably like 50 years old. He's how many times he's done that over and yeah, over and yeah, over yeah, like yeah, yeah. he he's a trained plastic surgeon because i didn't want to go to someone who's gonna like fuck, fuck get a group you know group on cyst removal and look like quasimodo or something yeah. like you know what I'm saying? like, like i could have right yeah. and I, it's like when people tell me that there's certain things you just don't cheap out on like my friends are like oh i'm getting like group on botox so i was like yeah that's what you want to that's what you want to <laughs> cheap out on your face like i I always, uh, like, the one thing you don't want to get a discount on is, like, potentially, like, how you're going to paralyze your face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And then people are like, well, I can't, well, I can't afford that. I'm like, well, just, just let it ride then. You know? Because I had bad Botox once, and man, I looked crazy. I looked like a gargoyle. I don't know what she did. This is what happens when you don't go to a Jew. And the (laughs) brown... The brow just dropped like this. So this is what I look like. And it was like a a scene from like Seinfeld. Like people would always be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, nothing. I'm in a great mood. But I was like this the whole time. And people would be like, whoa. People are always defensive. I'd be like, whoa, someone's angry. I'm like, I'm actually smiling. But you couldn't see because I was like. I looked angry. It was bad. After that, I was like, I'm never going to cheat bet on that. And then you have to tell everyone, oh, it was plastic surgery. It went wrong botched great show on e by the way okay so um let's talk about i was going to talk about the fact that ricky martin's fucking fuck his nephew told him that what the fuck uh, so again talking about uh you know lowering oxygen intake uh ricky martin it popped up on what was everywhere it was on twitter it was on reddit ricky martin and his son 
his son, sorry, his nephew came out and said that they were in a incestuous relationship. That there was, uh, I believe, it was mental and physical abuse. Don't don't pull up the ones where he denies it because those aren't fun. We want the juice. <laughs> give me a tabloid too. Don't give me this national. What is this national post? Daily Mail. Daily Mail, Shivam. That's where you get the juice. There's a little too much juice. Which one do you want? Oh, the second one, of course. I don't. I don't want. Listen, it's funny enough because it's like if there's a real, it's just like bullshit. It's not as fun. So I want to believe it. It's it's like this pops up on my Twitter. Ricky Martin is accused of incest by his nephew, who claimed they had a relationship for seven months, and he attacked him physically and psychologically. Singer could face up to fifty years in prison. That's at least less than the bell. So I sent this to one of my whore friends, and their response was. Honestly, if Ricky Martin was my uncle, I'd probably suck his dick too. <laughs> That's what my friend wrote back to me. And I was like, is this a thing? Wow, we really, uh, the, those family lines got a little weird during the pandemic with the incest porn. Bro, and free use po- porn that should be like, bro, what, I you hooked up with your family member? No, no, I was talking to this girl yesterday. The first question she asked me, like, did you ever hook up with anyone in your family, like your cousin or your sister? And I was like, no. Like, why is this? Did you? And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Where did you find did this you woman? Th- I just like, it's like on the internet. Of course. Yeah. We're all sane people live. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's when I thought of you. I was like, holy fucking shit. What the it's fuck a direct pipeline from the people Shivy hangs out with on the metaverse to CNN <laughs> when there's a shooting. <laughs> like when that kid shot up that school, we all saw the photos and we're like, saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like it's gonna like probably happen again. Nothing's gonna happen again, and then it's gonna happen one more. Oh, time. Oh, gun control? No, it's shootings in school. Like it's. Oh, never, it's just it's like not stopping. It's just like, like the weather now. You go. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, is, it's just at some point it just becomes boring. I know. Because it's just when it's like it's. Do you think if it becomes boring, people are gonna be like, yeah, fuck it. It's the people are not gonna disarm. That's the thing of it. That's kind of a sickness about America. It's too. They're too far gone on the guns. There's yeah. three hundred thirty million, uh, three hundred fifty million in circulation, I believe. It's too far gone. Either they're gonna disarm now with three hundred fifty million in circulation, bro. Do you think someone's gonna like blow up something? Like they're gonna have like you know how like guns are like normal now, like C four and like actual like bombs are gonna like become like oh yeah yeah I blew his house up because like he cheated on me. Well. I, listen, I have lots of thoughts, but like if I share the darkness of my thoughts, this audience will drop off quickly. You have to go to Patreon for this. No, just like I, <laughs> I think a lot of we. Yeah, I just think there's going to be a lot of weird things yeah. that people are going to get up to. I just think that like there's just a there's just a tension in society right now that you can just. It doesn't matter if people pretend it's not and that they don't want to talk about it and blah blah blah. There's a tension in the environment. People are on edge. You feel it. Obviously, there's economic worries, wars, potential technocracy, you know, the U.S. politics, like the borders, refugee crisis. Like you just feel it's when people are like, everything's completely fine. And I'm like, okay, sure. I just I can't really I just can't really play that game. I also don't want to be around people that are, you know, just like very dark and too cynical. Don't look at me like that. I'm looking at you like that. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) You know where you're just like, you know, you could tolerate some of it, but then you just keep peeling it back and you just keep seeing layers and layers of, of, 
But what if something like, else? What if it's not there, but you was just want to see it? Like you just want to see it. Like what if it's that? Like it's not really there, but you're trying to like make sense of it in that way. Oh, it's there. It's there. Some know. things are just subjectively true. Listen, it's like when people say like it's also one of the most amazing times to be alive, it ever. Is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, certain things, but there's also other. They. It's always gonna be yin and yang, right? Yeah. So let's get to this woman, Lucy Banks. Uh, so she basically, let me just go to my notes. How I'm going to try and put it. Okay. Well, I got to ask her about this and I, I will in the interview, but, um, how many kids she has? No, I try to stay. That away was from a call back that I learned from you last week. I try to stay away from children <laughs> or talking about them. Um, <laughs> like there's very few kids I like. Let's be honest. A lot of people who have kids, they like bring them up to you. Like, it's like, yeah, another one. This one's not even that interesting. Yeah, because you're not Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. All right, should I even talk about it or should I just get to the guest? Go for it. I don't. I mean, statistically, someone listening to this show has probably hooked up with a family member more than one. Yeah. Probably, 100%, 100%, 100%. What a weird gamble, eh? Like, you're Ricky Martin. You have all the fame, the money, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, people always go down for sex, if this is true. But it's like, he could have any man on the whole planet. and But that one was so taboo and so forbidden. And when you're rich and powerful, you've seen it all, you've done it all. So it's like nothing, you don't get that pop anymore in your head. Right. And he was like, I'm willing to destroy my relationship with my family and my entire reputation and career just to blow my nephew. It's insane. It is insane. It's and powerful insane. men, men, it, sex is so powerful. People go down always for That's what they go down for because they just can't help themselves. Bro, I want to see what your thing would be when you become rich and famous. Oh, I'm going to bang my, my whole family. <laughs> no one will be safe. <laughs> I'm going to go for my lesbian sister, too. <laughs> Here comes the patriarchy. <laughs> we know you love it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked this she question. She don't love the man. <laughs> she don't love the man. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, if Andrew Tate is really blowing up on social, eh? He's got a great Everywhere. strategy. Yeah, we're gonna so maybe we'll talk about it on the Patreon actually some of the marketing stuff we're doing for the show. We, we kind of touched on it a little bit. It's actually quite interesting, the stuff we get up to. If that's something that you know tickles you, I don't. I don't know. Some people are like, I don't care about stuff like that, but I find the marketing theory and social intelligence and all that, social proof, all those concepts really interesting. So anyway, Lucy Banks uh, is coming up on the program, and thank you to her publicist who continues to provide us with some of the greatest guests yes. in the world yes uh thank you brian we appreciate it Shout so out. here is single mother only fan star lucy bags so lucy banks is here um and one of the things i was reading about here so 
I have a lot to ask you. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in uh, anyone who's working in the sex industry just because I feel like it's this interesting thing in society where this group of people is very stigmatized and then 95 percent let's say five percent losers don't watch porn but you know the 95 percent like <laughs> of us and then but then they'll watch it but then they think it's so bad when you talk about it or know someone in the industry and yeah. it's such a funny thing to me because i kind of feel like you can't have it both ways in the way that if you're going to consume it then you can't also demonize the people that are making it for you yeah exactly yeah it's interesting i have a couple friends that work in it and so i've always thought that but anyway it says here that um you started only fans when you were in an unfulfilling marriage and middling is that slang or am i just dumb middling Medli- middling job in the banking industry let's start with the marriage so what it, what is an unfulfilling marriage i was just bored i don't think i'm i, I just found myself i was like in my late 20s i had you know two kids i was a suburban housewife I had a good job and I was like, this is boring. Like I've reached, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. There's yeah. all these other things I want to do, but this, this is where I am. And I just used to look at my ex-husband and be like, why, why are you here? Like, I don't, <laughs> it sounds horrible. Um, no, no, no. These are honest I, thoughts and you could just share them with us. <laughs> I just, I met him when I was really young. So I was 21, but married at 22. And then I was 29. I was like, hang on a second. This actually is not what I want. So I left. Um, There's obviously a lot more to the story, but I finally got up the courage to leave. And then I had a girlfriend that was doing OnlyFans as well. And I was just at that point in my life, I was like, why not? Like I've already made this huge jump of leaving my marriage. I'm going to give this a try. I'll just clear a couple of bills. I'll, I'll only do it for a couple of months. I won't put my face in it. Um, and that was three years ago now. So was that in the middle of the pandemic that you started? Or I guess a bit no, before? No, it was just before that. I got in just before the pandemic. So I started in August 2019. Did it really rock then, it up in the pandemic because people were lonely? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do people, so I was lucky like, enough to get like a small base before the pandemic and then it just went up from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get into that because I, I feel like there's something I'm a lot of people that I feel like on either that listen to podcasts or are follow people on OnlyFans. They think they're in some sort of a relationship with the person. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll talk about it in a second because I just want to close this okay, loop here. Right. So it, but you were working in the banking industry. So you had like yeah. a nine to five job and how do you make the jump? Yeah. I hated that job. Like I, I was good at it, but the pressure was so much. I went to my doctor because I was like, I'm really sick. Like I'm physically throwing up, like vomiting at night time. And I don't know why I thought, you know, there was something really wrong. And she was like, Lucy, it's stress. And she's like, you're going to have a heart attack by 40. Like you're putting your body through so much because of this job. And I was, it was just such a wake-up call for me. I was like, I can't keep doing this for a job. But I put so much of myself into that job, and I loved it. But I knew they'd replace me within yeah, a second if I left. I didn't mean anything to them. I was just a number. Yeah, that's how they so all So <laughs> it was – I didn't leave it to then go do OnlyFans. I left it, and then this kind of followed shortly afterwards. Sure. So you said in the beginning you started without showing your face. 
How do you go from yeah. showing your face to the day that comes along where you say, okay, today's the day I reveal who I am and my identity? It only lasted like two weeks. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this is too hard. I can't like get my angles right. I was like, well, oh, whatever, fuck it. Did you pixelate the, do it. Did you pixelate the face or you just cut it off? Because pixelate would be a little I just creepy. cut it off. So I was just showing like a little bit of cleavage. I wasn't really doing much. But I just thought, I was like, I feel like as soon as you sign up for OnlyFans, it doesn't matter what your content is or what you're showing, you have that stigma. And I always thought, I already knew that people knew what I was doing. Um, and I already had that stigma attached to me. So I thought, whatever, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, no one cares if I'm showing my face or not. They just know that I'm doing it. So. Yeah, well, it's like you're sort of, at some point you're committed. I mean, it's a similar wavelength in the sense that like I've, you know, had a sex podcast before and I've written a memoir about sex and you just kind of like you're past the point of no return. Like you just at some point you just have to lean in. You're like, well, I guess I've kind of already yeah. gone. So now I'm just going to have to keep keep committing. But there's this moment yes, that yeah. you might have experienced where probably I guess maybe the first time you show um, whether it's like top or bottom where you're like, oh, my God, am I ab about to upload my tits to the Internet? Like, do you have a moment yeah. <laughs> where you're just sitting in front of your – because I, I, I'm i saying I felt like that when I wrote my book, Famous Anus, on Amazon. <laughs> like, when you when you put it out, like, you just – you're like, here I go. Like, was there, like, a yeah. moment for you where you're like, this is like, going to get weird? I was like, I can't – this isn't for me. Like, I can't be doing this. I'm just like a – chunky little mum from you know I'm not this is not my life what am I doing and I'm pretty sure like I was looking I was like hesitated that I was like I'll post it I'll just do it and I'll see what happens um I, put, I, I remember yeah the first time I posted something I think it was like the full you know picture the first one I did I'll put my phone down for half an hour and I was like I'm just gonna do something I'm not gonna look at my phone because I was so nervous um it was fine. Like it was within my boundary and everything. What was the, what was the first was message so that you received? Like what was the first message you got uh, when you immediately put it out from a, from a fan? Oh, people loved it. And I think that's the thing with OnlyFans. So, cause I was really worried about hurting my self-esteem. Um, you know, putting myself out there for strangers to comment on basically. But the thing is people are going to subscribe to you if you're their type. So everything I upload, it's I'm, my subscribers type so they're going to love it and they compliment me and they say all these things and my self-confidence is like I'm not cocky by any means but I'm like oh my gosh I, I love the skin I'm in because my audience is literally people who are into someone that looks like me interesting so what it, what is the average the guy like what what is the age of the average guy on there um so for me my, most of my subscribers are between the ages of 25 and 34 interesting do they ever think they're in relationships with you? Do they ever get weird in the DMs? Um, I don't think they actually think they're in relationships with me. But a lot of the time the connections are real. Like I'll see something out. Like I'll see, I don't know, like a German Shepherd dog. And I'll be like, oh, David would love that dog. Because I know these people really well. Um, and even though it's not, it, it, it's always online. It's never taken offline into real life. But the connections they are real and they're authentic right they're just through um, a different and it medium. goes both ways yeah they're ju they're just through a different medium i think you said this interesting thing about putting yourself out there to be criticized i mean really we all do that 
We all put ourselves out every day to be criticized. I think you're just happy that there's a level of autonomy that like you control the content. It's behind a paywall. You're your own boss. You're not, you know, there's not some studio porn guy who's like all drugged up making you do things you don't want to. Like it's a a safer environment for uh, particularly a lot of women that want to do it. Um, Yeah. So, okay, so I'm trying to think about, like, how does it get out that you're doing OnlyFans? Besides, besides obviously, now you've done press and other things like that. Like, how does yeah. it get out in your social circle? Like, obviously, people, two tell two, go through the grapevine very quickly. Uh, how yes. does it get out? And then how do people approach you? And what do they say to you when they find out? People that you know. So the thing, yeah, um, the thing with OnlyFans is there's no search function on the website, so you can't type in like hot blonde or like chubby brunette, or you, you can't search anything. So all of your traffic has to come from external sources. So you need to be able to promote yourself on social media to get that traffic to your website. Um, so I used Instagram, and when I first started my Instagram, I went and blocked everybody that I thought I knew. And then started it. But, of course, there were people that came across me and were like, hang on a second, that's Lucy. And it just very, very quickly spread. Um, I managed to – I thought I managed to keep it, like, a little bit under wraps. And then all of a sudden it just exploded. And I was having girls from my hometown um, have, like, group chats about me. One of them subscribed and screenshot everything and sent it around to all the school dads. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, people contacted my parents. Um, I had somebody write slut on a brick and throw it into my yard. Oh. It got really, really scary um, to the point that I ended up moving. So I was like, I, it's fine. Like, I can take it. I've got a thick skin. But it got to the point that it was um, not safe. Um, there were people contacting the police, people called child protection services to try and get get my kids taken away. We're going to stop right there and cut this interview into two. Part two will be next Friday. If you would like bonus content from the show, patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast. There's 30 to 40 hours on there. If you can't get enough, if not, if you don't have the funds, go on iTunes, rate the show five stars or on Spotify, write a little something. Take care. Bye.